Welcome, everyone, to the Anxious Millennial Podcast. I am your one and only host, Alexandra. Today, we have a very special guest on my show. I am so excited. I've been waiting for this one for a really long time. We have Virginia Lozon. She's an activist, coach, mentor, platform founder, and an all-around badass boss babe. Welcome, Virginia, to the show. Oh, wow. The intro is... (laughs) leaving me speechless. It's really hard to leave me speechless. So thank you for having me. The pleasure is all mine. Like I said, we really had a great bond going into our first conversation. So I'm very excited right now. (laughs) So how are you feeling today? I'm feeling fabulous. I've been waiting and looking forward to this uh, with a smile on my face, counting the days and the hours. I cannot wait to speak with you and to share a little bit about myself and about this, you know, really important topic. I love what you do with your podcast. So it's really an honor to be here. Just so everyone knows, and clearly you can already hear her, what drew me in immediately is her angelic, incredible voice. She has this unbelievable ability to just lull you into calmness and her energy is exactly the same. So for everyone listening who is so happy right now, you're welcome. (laughs) Best voice ever. Oh, wow. Well, I could say the same for you. So uh, what do they say? Uh, The thing of a feather uh, flock together. I'm really bad at these. uh, 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 Birds of a feather feather flock together. And honestly, also for people who cannot see her, she is looking glowy today. She is like just glowing. So all the good feels. I put some gloss on for this occasion because it's all about the atmosphere. I'm honored. I'm honored. So jumping right in, my dear. So tell us, Virginia, what is your word for 2020 and why? I was going to say ascension, but I think it's explosion. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that one's good. I like it. Uh, Yeah, it's uh, literally, I did a party with my new staff uh, on uh, Labor Day, ironically, and I called the Spotify playlist the Big Bang because (laughs) it's a really big explosion. And I don't know where this came from. I don't really know how to manage this uh, growth and expansion crisis. But it's been an explosion for me uh, emotionally, mentally, physically, business-wise, and I would say even the spiritual awakening. So explosion it is. Wow. Massive explosion is really the word. And I think for a lot of people's mental health and stability, and the anxiety has probably exploded in a few households, if you see what I mean. Oh my goodness. Do I ever, do I ever, I feel so strongly that especially for a coach, um, I've been doing some research in the coaching realm and I feel like right now you're probably really busy because the people must be coming to you with the need for guidance right now. Yes. It's, uh, I had to hire and I created a platform very recently, a few days ago for coaches, consultants, and eventually therapists, because I have to refer out and I'd rather refer out to people that I know and trust that will hold the space because I alone cannot. And I'm receiving a flux of, of individuals and businesses who deeply need 
the um, the space holding and sometimes with uh, with therapy and just with the system that we have the delays the pricing the insurance it could be a little difficult uh, people are so desperate for that human warmth and for reassurance and validation to be seen to belong to be told like hey it's gonna be okay and uh, we we are in dire need of that in coaching outside of coaching and coaches need coaches you bring up such a good point because I think as normal mere mortals, we look to you with a sense of like elevation. You're put on a pedestal, on a platform. And at the end of the day, I mean, everyone's human, right? Yes. Oh, yes. And when you are a coach or when you actually, any relationship that you have, professional, family, where part of your role or a big part of your life is in holding space in being there for the emotional and psychological aspect of a person and also physical for some, for for some people, you need incredibly um, strict and very, very strong emotional boundaries. You need, uh, you need boundaries and you need uh, the emotional health. You need emotional um, rituals and hygiene. Emotional hygiene is extremely important. It's actually, it's a duty if you're a coach because your own stuff is there. Hmm. You take every, every other person, you try not to, but how can you not take a little bit on So it's so important to have that emotional hygiene. And if you just stock it up on top of everything you will experience, especially in 2020, the burnout is right next door. So it's so important to, you know, do as we preach. If we're going to say that mental health matters and speaking and being vulnerable and open and having a safe space is important and people hire us, it's vital that we do the same. Um, Most of my friends who are coaches have a coach. They're open about that. I have three coaches and a therapist. I truly do because they do different things for me. Hmm. And I'm neuro quirky, as I say, I'm neurodivergent. So I need someone to help me with that. It's like, you know, you, for me, there's no shame in the game. And I, I want to make it even more, you know, kind of like, Hey, I'm going to the mall. Hey, I'm going to my therapist. Hey, I'm going to like, this is my coach. Yes. So, yeah. Like getting some shoes, getting my emotional hygiene. So please, if there is some guilt or maybe for some uh, people watch, uh, listening, I'm like watching because I see your beautiful face, <laughs> listening, listening to us, they're like uncomfortable, like, ah, oh, but I don't want to share my problems. We don't do that. It's not hmm. about sharing your problems. It's about avoiding the big explosion with the lava and like the big eruption that will, um, that will be a little more sour. But to hear the term emotional hygiene, we are so keen on taking care of our bodies, um, but we we neglect the brain and that that just doesn't make any sense. It's a muscle as well. And right now it's our home. It's, I mean, we have a home. Yes, it's the engine. It's it's everything. It's everything. It's everything. So I always say, you know, there's, there's the soul, but then, and there's the heart, but the brain, no, technically the heart is the brain. Like, so our thoughts are, our subconscious, just every single thing, every perception, every belief, every thought, every emotion, Hmm. it starts with that. And if you're not feeling yourself, if you don't know why you're waking up in the morning because you're so tired and depleted, that's a sign. 
And coaching often, it allows for you to have the awareness to know when you're starting to to slip. And when you can identify that slip, when you see yourself slowly slipping, you can take action and you can go seek the help, the support, uh, support system, friends, family, anything. And I think the self-awareness, it saves lives. You said it perfectly. And speaking of heart and soul, as a coach and a visionary, my dear, one for helping others uh, with soft skills and the impervious EQ, as we talked about. And by the way, completely feel free to go on more about EQ because a lot of people do not know what EQ is. What can you tell us about the burnout culture, especially this year in 2020? You know, the burnout culture, I feel has always been around and growing up, that's all I saw, especially Mm -hmm. in my network with my family, with just the schools I was going to and the career I was aligned to do, which was class action litigator. Um, (laughs) You know, perfectionism, narcissism, uh, uh, arguing, litigation in your own living room and every holiday with every family member. It just it's very difficult to not burn out because there's so much pressure to perform, to do, to over, over, over achieve to the point where you ask yourself, but what for? Mm-hmm. Like, why am I in this rat race in the first place? I'm not really fulfilled. Maybe financially, maybe, you know, this uncle in Guatemala thinks I'm smart. So what? I'm not mm-hmm. happy. And so burnout culture I feel is really taking what society or what your family or what the outside world is, is molding you to be taking that for cash and disowning and abandoning yourself. Mm. And when you abandon yourself, well, it's very difficult not to feel that people are letting you down, that the system is letting you down, that friends are letting you down, that relationships are letting you down because you do that to yourself. And it's very difficult in our uh, society, in North American society, to in Westernized society and civilizations to not burn out. It feels like almost a rite of passage for most of us. Some at 14, some at 20, some at 50. Even the kids now are burning out in school. They're tired. They're starting to be depressed or, uh, you know, or misdiagnosed as depressed because they're misunderstood and they're tired. I remember the amount of homework I used to do. It's not even, it's not human. I wanted to go play outside. I never saw the sunshine. I never saw the grass. We put such an onus on achievement though. Yes, achievement. For what? For whom? Who are you doing this for? And that's the most important question. You know, who and what is this for? And if the answer is not you and the bigger purpose and your why and your fulfillment and your joy and your health and your legacy, I mean, what are you doing there? And that that's the big awakening. And luckily, what I'm doing with my clients, what I'm doing with my life and with my team, I'm asking them, what do you love? What do you think you're good at? I noticed this about you. Do you like that? Let's create a career and a role around who you are. Instead of having them turn into something they're not, to do what? 100K a year and retire? Yeah, yeah. 
So that burnout culture is very present. I'm fighting it actively. And part of fighting it is leading by example, which is very difficult for me because I tend to not count my hours. I cannot eat and drink for like hours, like not even go to the bathroom. Like I don't know. I don't feel my own physical needs because I'm so excited and like I'm so passionate about what I do. This is like, it is now on the record. I'm telling you guys, I have a personal assistant who reminds me to eat asks me like a mom like she will ask me did you have your vegan riviera yogurt do you need your yogurt it's that one it's that one it has to be that one it and has to be that you, one probiotics probiotics are like I mean, <laughs> they're I, I preach them you know this why i'm glowing girl because of the riviera vegan yogurt and i i will have the bottle like i need to stock up so riviera if you hear this Please sponsor me. I love your yogurt. Um, So she asked me, do you have your Riviera? And the other day I was having like a tough mental health day because as you grow as an entrepreneur, you kind of, you know, your network changes and I'm someone who's very loyal and I'm very caring. So when I lose lose friends, uh, air quotes, Hmm. it's tough on me emotionally so she ordered Mr. Puss from me at a distance. She's like, I can't be there, but your favorite Mr. is going to be there. I'm like, who's that? She's like, Mr. Puss, 33 little Lukmaris, your favorite with, with the cinnamon. And, she, and, and I'm like, what? And they arrived to my door. So I have a team who's very emotionally, mentally, health-wise, they're very aware. And we treat ourselves like that. We treat each other like that. And I hired a therapist for them full-time. So that if they need to talk, it doesn't need to go through me. And that my blind spots are also checked because I could be sassy. For anyone who doesn't know, by the way, Mr. Puffs is in and around around the Montreal, Laval area. I should have said that. It's not a real man. A uh, Greek-owned pastry, I guess, pastry chain <laughs> with uh, Lukamatis. Lukamatis, like um, little donuts, like little timbits, but not quite. It's Greek donuts. Balls of balls joy. Balls of joy and sugar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, girl, we have to stay nourished both up here and in our bodies. So I'm so happy of someone checking you on that. <laughs> and I will too, if I know you are not doing that. Yes. As sisters, too, we have to make we sure. Do. Shout out to Sabrina for checking on me. <laughs> and so speaking of which, as an entrepreneur, how do you particularly cope with stressors and anxiety? <laughs> well, I discovered this wonderful thing on the phone where you can remove your notifications. It has saved my life. Um, yeah. So there's three things I don't do in life. I don't do any sports with balls like football, baseball, basketball. There's a ball. I'm not there. Number one, it stresses me out. Number two, I don't do doorbells. So in any home I will move into, you can better, you best believe there will be no doorbell. And number three, I don't do notifications that go wild. So I have an air, is is this an Apple watch? Oh, my, my friend calls it an air watch. An Apple watch and I have my iPhone here. The notifications are off. And sometimes, you know, I'm having a great day. I'm here doodly-doo writing my blog or just, you know, I was speaking with a, a contact that I have in Greece because we're uh, we're doing retreats there. I'm doing worldwide retreats as one of my ventures. Long, long story short, when I open my phone and I see literally a hundred notifications on WhatsApp, email, you know, I have a virtual assistant now, but both of us were just like, 
what is how does this quirky girl with the bangs who eats Mr. Puffs, how does this, how is this explosion going on? Like, how are this relevant? I don't know. I guess we're doing something right. But how I cope with my mental health, a lot of baths and like, I'm a water sign. So I apparently, uh, being in the spa, you know, nice warm baths, take my sweet time and I wash my hands, a lot of aromatherapy, crystals, I have to show you. So um, people, when you will follow me, I have this new business called the Indigo Collection and I have crystals. So I'm showing Alex now so that you see this is my self-care crystals. I don't know what they do, but I know I love looking at them and I love holding them. So this soft blankets, feeding myself and my trainer, I train via Zoom. I stretch. Sometimes it's like, train me. You remember last time? I'm like, train me like a 95-year-old. Train me like a 20-year-old. Today I can sweat. Not today, Tony. Not today. And he listens. So that's um, in a nutshell. How, you know, no do- no doorbells. No doorbells. That too. I mean, I full disclosure, like within the realm of this interview, <laughs> I had someone pop in. Um, and you know, it's just one of those things where I same, I get into my zone. I like my zone. Ooh, and you know, I mean, course, they popped in like yeah. unannounced. Oh. No, I, I have a sign on my door too, that I, that I typically put, but I you have know, a I mean, sign too. It says, beware of dogs. <laughs> there was, when I was in Italy, there was a sign that said, beware al padrone. Oh. <laughs> so, you know, sometimes you just have to roll with the punches. Of course, during our first conversation, you also mentioned your love for anonymity, something we're actually on topic about being in our bubble and all, uh, and creating a healthy space for yourself. So do tell, what are the things besides the crystals <laughs> that keep you balanced every day? So you mentioned your yogurt, <laughs> but is there one habit? <laughs> is there a habit that without fault, because like I don't work out every day, like full disclosure. So what do you do that's like by like routine every day that you have to do? Hmm. I listen to music every day and there's, there's many things that I love to do, but I write. So I remember I had, I was giving myself guidelines, like I'm going to read every day, but sit with the verbal giftedness. I love to talk reading. I love to read. But I I won't have the brain power to sit and necessarily read all the time when I'm having a thousand innovative moments and downloads. And my team knows there are five with me and they have to write fast because I have ideas and they happen within 48 hours. A day feels like a week for me. And in two Hmm. weeks, I went from zero to 20 people and we're doing contracts. So it's I go quick because this has been in the making for 15 years that I was dreaming and dreaming and I didn't have the confidence. So today I have the confidence and the self-care and those rituals. It's really music, taking care of myself, comfortable clothes and writing. Mm. I journal even, and I don't pressure myself. You know, sometimes we're like, I'm going to journal. I'm going to do it for an hour. No, I, even if it's one word or a post-it that matters. I don't, I don't act performative about how I do things. And that's very important. So having my lists, I have my notes on my phone are my best friend. They're my best friend. And I have my conversations with my people, my soul family. I speak to my best friend in Denver every day. I speak to my team on WhatsApp. 
And we also respect, respecting boundaries is, is very important and setting boundaries is the best self-care. Boundaries are self-care and you need them and it doesn't make you a bad person. It makes, it nope. makes you a not so angry and grinchy person who may go to jail. That's dark humor, everybody. <laughs> Honestly, boundaries, I mean, I'm still learning about them. I think it's heavily tied into assertiveness and being able to voice when you need that boundary, um, because a lot of people maybe lack those skills, the assertiveness to be able to say, hey, you know what? No, not today. Agenda's a little full. <laughs> Let me get back to you tomorrow. Like there are ways to say it that that are both kind, but that respect yourself, you know, and that yes. that really has a lot to do with it's also it's authenticity. It's 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 a juggle. It's new for those like I used to be a very, you know, kind of not doormatty, but I want to say people I used to say yes. It? Oh yeah. yeah, me too. Me too. Definitely. Of course. That's why I became a coach because I had to coach myself. I needed to learn yes. the things I was like, Oh my gosh. I, I would always bring chocolate bars to school because I thought I had to buy my friends when I was little. Cause I didn't think they would oh, love no. me. I didn't think they would love me as I am because I was quirky and weird and like an alien and a unicorn at the same time and SpongeBob SquarePants. So, um, and, and, oh, and Shakespeare, no. like I was just this weird thing creature. Um, I had bangs too back then. It's funny. Um, and, uh, I would bring them Kit Kats and Toblerones, like the good ones, not the, the bad ones, like the really good chocolate. And my parents were like, why are you buying bars for everybody? You don't like, you don't even have money. Where do you find these? <laughs> I'm like, wow. well, I really want to make a good impression. And my friends, they didn't even care really. They're like, thanks. But I noticed how I was such a people pleaser. I was so anxious to belong that it really defined me for most of my life. And then you start setting boundaries and you see how people start just removing themselves. But they yes. were never your people. And yes. sometimes it's timing too. You know, I was one of the people that when you would say no to me, I was like, oh. I thought I, I felt really rejected. I felt abandoned because I didn't know how to react to that. I didn't have like the, the those cues, the social skills with my disability or my difference, if you'd say. Um, uh, and so I learned. And now, even to this day, with everything that I've done, I still have people around me where I'll ask them, hey, do you mind if we speak a little later? Because, you know, I don't know, maybe I have to go to the pharmacy emergency maybe you know uh, my aunt who has cancer calls like I don't give them all those details but I'll say I is it okay you know I, I really need us to reschedule a rain check for later and they get upset I don't have time for that girl preach yes nobody does I don't have time for that so I don't I don't I don't engage with that so real what you're saying. I mean, it's hitting me on such like a cellular level. Mm -hmm. um, can we talk for a second about friendship breakups? Because oh, you're talking goodness. chocolate bars. It's, I, I spoke to one friend about it because um, she and I both went through it. And the more I speak to people, the more I realize a lot of people go through this proverbial yeah. phase of friendship breakups. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the time, like I, I lost a few friends and I was devastated by it, to be honest with yes. you, um, because it, it, what you're saying resonates, the bringing the chocolates, the wanting to be validated, the being there for other people. And then you realize when you remove all of that and when you're actually filling your own cup and not necessarily pleasing, mm -hmm. then all of a sudden certain parts start to trickle away. Yes. And then 
it's so sad when that happens. It's sad. It is sad. It's difficult. And at the same time, it's it's glorious. It's it's hard. The people pleaser suffers, but the elevated 2.0 version of you is like, <laughs> finally. Love that. I love you know, it was about the time. elevated. I have a sassy oh. me, you know, like with a, like that kind of raspy voice. And she's just like, oh my God, Virginia, it was about time or, or Gigi, you know, whatever alter ego. You can, you can actually have so much fun with that. You, you can say my Mariah Carey and uh, my Beyonce or, or whatever. And then that alter ego or that person is just going to go like, girl, get rid of that. It's, um, it's, it was unfortunate for the longest time I found it to be devastating, but hearing that and hearing you say, you know, that it can be an opportunity to leverage something like this and actually make yourself better and make yourself grow, I think is kind of awesome. And I guess the takeaway is that it's okay to mourn, mourn the person, mourn the memories, mourn a bit of yourself that you gave to someone else. But I think it's just part of the process. The tough parts are like the, you know, the terrace moments or the laughs that you had together. It's, it's tough. You know, in a few years, you're going to go like, what terrace, what drink, what about that? You know, the wedding. Okay. You know, I lost friends that I went to their weddings, that we were going to do business together, that we were going to grow all old together. Well, I guess we grew old until 29 and that's good. Next. I swear you're, you're speaking, you're speaking how I, I felt. I thought, you know, for like, I thought I was the only person in that boat where I was just going through and several were just dropping out the same. I was in wedding parties. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like the big, you know, the big. And that's why now I stay a little neutral. I don't get too excited when people are like, yeah, we're going to do this and you're going to come on my yacht and then we're going to, you know, we're going to be friends forever and you're going to be the godmother to my. I'm like, okay, let's see. You know, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not pessimistic. I'm happy. Like I'm just, I'm great. Let's, let's, let's see where it goes because I have enough experience that I don't have friends. I have family, family of choice and I have acquaintances. I don't have in between. I don't have like the, the people you shop with and the people you gossip. I have acquaintances and I have family, the people I choose that I can trust with my newborn baby or my wiener dog. If I cannot trust you with a newborn baby and a wiener dog, you are an acquaintance and that is it. And there's nothing wrong with acquaintances, but don't come and tell me, oh, you know, we're best friends and we're going to do everything together and then uh, not be reliable. Uh, again, we don't have time for that. We don't have time for that. No. I, I'm i relieved. I'm relieved. And it doesn't make me feel as isolated because it, oh, it was a tough Yeah. And we're family, Alex, by the way. You're <laughs> just in case you were doubting, you know, because we have a, now we're going to have a joint playlist. That's real love. <laughs> There's actually no more uniting a force than music. I'm going to create one. Okay. And you create one. So I'll follow <laughs> yours and you follow mine. And then- yeah. What, why don't you have an, uh, the, your, a pod, your podcast? Does your podcast have a Spotify playlist? It's on Spotify, but I haven't created like the Alexandra playlist. Yeah, that would be an amazing idea. Amazing idea. I think a lot of people in the audience would love to hear your your music when you need to like pump it up or when you need like a mood booster, I think it would be of service to so many people and inspire them to create their own playlists. You see for everybody at home, this is the boss babe coach in Virginia, you guys. Boss babe, And then you were, you know, put the hashtag and then we repost. The branding girl is coming out, you guys. So I will finally ask you what keeps you putting one foot in front of the other? What keeps you going 
What are you excited about, Virginia? I think about the children that were exactly like me. I think about my inner child who's healing. And I tell myself, if there's a little seven-year-old child who's quirky, who's neurodivergent, who doesn't feel like she belongs or that she's smart or that she's special, and she's wildly intelligent and she's full of potential and she's watching, I want her to have a role model. And then I want her to know that there's this super quirky, highly successful achiever who's not burning out her team and uh, being a micromanager who will hire her when she's out of school. Gladly. That's my mission. My purpose is to give hope and to tell, show people, you know, I, I met people, I've met people who were homeless for many years and they work now and they're doing what they love. I've, I've met people who were working at agencies and they left and now they're on the farm and they're happy. There's always hope and there's always, everybody has a gift and everybody has a zone of genius. So what I do is I take imposter syndrome. We address that. We go, eh, remove it next, put it in the trash and let's become who we were meant to be. So that's, that gets me up in the morning, knowing that I can make a difference with my story. Wow. Can you tell us what exactly is imposter syndrome? Hmm. It's all these limiting beliefs that you, you technically, like factually, you have the skills, you have what it takes, you can do anything you want. But you have all these like glass ceilings and these walls where you're afraid to be seen and you're afraid to shine because of fear of failure, but especially fear of success. If you succeed, are you going to lose all your friends? Are you going to lose your partner? If you, what happens if you make more money than your partner? Uh-oh. Is your relationship going to suffer? Uh, is, like, is he going to feel emasculated if you're heterosexual? Uh, what are all the things that can happen? Are, are people going to come and uh, do you think you're going to become fake? Do you think you're going to become blasé? Why is it that people are so afraid to do what they love? Oh, I'm going to lose security, stability. It's not going to be the same. Yeah, it's not going to be the same. It may be better. So that's imposter mm-hmm. syndrome. Imposter syndrome is getting it's, it's really standing in your own way. And, and it's like a, a chakra that really needs to be unlo- unblocked and unchakraed, like un- <laughs> declawed. Yes. Like, come yes. on. Like, it's, yes. it's <laughs> well, unclog that. <laughs> I, it's, I feel like it's prevalent within the culture. And that is why the work that you do is extremely important. Mm-hmm. And that's Thank why you. I lift my hat to you. Mm-hmm because your contribution is really immeasurable. Continue what you're doing. The growth that I'm seeing and the growth of your team is something that I think (laughs) is going to have an amazing impact on people. I genuinely say that. And do tell, where can everybody follow you? Check out what you do. Oh, goodness. I love this. Um, Well, you can find me on my website, virginialozoncoaching.com. We are creating a new website for my agency, and it's called Aspiration Agency. And you can find us on Instagram. We're also Agence Aspiration. We have it in French as well. We just got incorporated federally yesterday. So it's brand new. It's it's official. Uh, And uh, what's amazing about that is that aspiration is not only to aspire to and to dream and to innovate and to create and to grow as a team, as a community, but it's a hint to Asperger's syndrome. I do a lot of advocacy for autism and special needs. and, and this is really part of my legacy. So you can find me there. Uh, you can find me anywhere. I have a Facebook page. It's Virginia Lausanne. Um, yeah, just, you know, you'll find me. <laughs> we'll find each other. <laughs> Beautiful. Virginia, thank you so much, my dear, for joining me today. My pleasure. Anytime. 
An extra special thank you to Virginia Lozon for being on my show. All of her contributions have been so appreciated. If anything you take away, please, please, what she said is absolutely right. Everybody needs support, so please be kind to yourself and as always, go conquer.